Folks, welcome back to a, another weekly cast of Book Record Beer. As always, I am here, Nick Mahalik, talking to you, joined by Daniel DeFranco. Hey, guys. Uh, again, Nick Gregorio cannot be here with us. I think he's in Disney. Yes. Disney World. That is where he is Land? this week. He's in the world, I'm pretty sure, yeah. of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Michael Mahalik is at work. Yeah. So, uh, again... Just a little Dan and Nick cast for you little here. Nick and Dan. <laughs> a little Nick and Dan action. Um, so, we're, I, we're, well, uh, you, you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get you get you started. Um, last week, of course, we read from uh, Bodega. Just as a little reminder, check that out. We read uh, Kristen Majors' "A Brilliant, Stupid, Beautiful Fish." This week, coming at you from Strange Horizons Literary Magazine. Uh, this was chosen by Daniel. Yeah, uh, it was actually, um, so it was published in 2013 from yep. Strange Horizons, um, but I just discovered it in her collection, Her Body and Other Parties, that was just... <clears throat> oh yeah, that's the name of yeah. uh, Carmen, is it Mikado? Ooh, I've never said it out loud. I think it's her, her name, and she puts her middle name in there, so I'm pretty sure she wants it said, which is Carmen Marie Mikado. Yeah, Carmen Marie Mikado, uh, her... Short collection of stories, her body and other parties, uh, published from Grey Wolf just end of last year. She's up for a few awards. She's probably going to win a few. Yeah, she's a very uh, acclaimed writer. And she's from Philadelphia. Is she really? I didn't know that. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, this is is a great choice. I can't wait to get into it. Um, So without any any further ado, we're just going to, we're just going to embarrass ourselves for a second in a one, two. Hold on. You can't just tell, tell me I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> I mean, we can do that on cue, yeah. right? Okay. We've been doing this for long enough. We can, we can do that on cue. Uh, no, we're just going to go, uh, this is our short story. It's a short story from Book Record Beer. Yeah. Nice. We're going to have to get better at these. Yeah, I just found a pair of spoons laying in your kitchen. <laughs> I just brought them down. <laughs> and I just snagged that kalimba that you used previously. Um, so this is a journal that I think you, you probably read pretty frequently. Correct? Strange Horizons? Yeah. Now, to be honest with you, I, I oh, took you the, the story, book. but I went yeah. to her website to see what, I, what else she had published. And like 80% of this book has been published already, which is, you know, that's fine. Awesome. Um, yeah. Some of them are behind a paywall, like a grant or a tin house or something. Oh, okay. Um, but this one, you can right out there. Yeah. Anybody can go on. Yeah. Um, and I checked out some other stories on on this one. Stranger Horizons mm-hmm. is is one of those um, is one of those magazines that I think is pulling in some really interesting writers and some really good writers, it's like sci-fi and speculative. Right? Yeah. So it's something that I uh, pay a it, couple it of says bucks. Speculative too. as their mm-hmm. you know sort of umbrella term for what they're looking for, um, but that includes fiction that is fantasy, horror, slipstream. Uh, it, it's a bunch. So I think it's cool. I I love breaking up what they call literary fiction, with these other genres and different things like that. I think it's awesome. So uh, do you want to give us a brief sort of look at this? This is not dissimilar to the the one you chose from week one. Um, of, with, of, of, of our mini episodes? Yes. 
Well, what story is that? It was only it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, it's the one with the tiny, like two foot tall uh, oh. people with surgical masks that are going at the sun's right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, room and stuff. So that was a the the structure of that night by Hugo Dos Santos. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, that was very, very, very um, specific. Right. The structure yeah. was something that uh, form he played with a little bit there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and here. We have a similar approach, I think, with inventory. Okay, so title gives it away, but we have a listing. I guess what, yeah. So it is essentially a list story, yes. but it's a list of. Is that a thing? A list story? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know I've seen them before, obviously, but I didn't realize that now we could categorize as a list story. This speaks to our point from last week, maybe, of so much being out there now that everything's got a name. Genres there's, within genres uh, within genres. There's too many names for things. I agree. I really do. Agree. We just had a snowstorm in Philadelphia, and I heard what were they calling it? They were calling Holy it a, shit! Yeah, it was it, it was like a death bomb. Yeah, it was, <laughs> oh yeah, this is this isn't a blizzard or a nor'easter. This is a, what we call a snow death bomb. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking? It's about? It's like it's it's just snowing. Yeah, and it's, it's windy, and it was like thinner snow, maybe. Yeah, it drifted. Too many names for things. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a blizzard. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what I what drew me to the story was. It's probably a series of twenty or so miniature vignettes, of right, and and they all that classic paragraph or two for each. Yeah, yep, yeah, and they all start with, uh, I guess, a a a list of characters or a character that the narrator is meeting. One boy, example, one boy, one boy, one girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're kind of set up, you know, just right in here. Three girls, one boy. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) and that's, I think that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> so the the overall frame is playing with that world of of uh of a plague of a virus absolutely right? yeah hitting mankind and i, I just I'm, for whatever reason i'm super drawn to that because i think when it's done very well it doesn't seem like it's a ripoff or a copy of of you know like the walking dead or, or some other plague story absolutely um, yeah but it reminded me of um like emily st mandel's station 11 it's not outright expressed that she's playing in that world, like that specific world, but it is this right. world where how do people react? The, the everyday, you know, granted, society doesn't just full-on collapse. Sure. Or, or, I mean, I guess it sort of does, right? The um, end of this is so fucking fantastic. Yeah. I stopped reading this, and I literally just wrote in my notes, fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, I was I, just in case you forgot when you I were, was blown away. I thought this was such a fantastic <laughs> yeah. story. I, I mean, I'm using the same term over and over, but yeah. so it it plays with the idea of of a larger, um, you know, global narrative of just the demise of civilization. You see it in a brief phrase mm-hmm. or sentence every like third vignette, maybe yep. fifth, yep. something like that. It's not something that you're beaten with, but you know it's there. And once it's first introduced, it's constantly in the yeah. back of your head. And then all the interpersonal relationships you have. I mean, you would have just in a regular life, but now it's against this backdrop of, of. But do we think the backdrop is why we 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 have? And so that's something I wanted to talk about is uh, that these relationships and these um, encounters mm-hmm. that our narrator has with these people. Um, I mean, the the for each vignette, what kind of holds it together uh, is one of two things or both simultaneously, which is uh, uh, alcohol mm-hmm. or sex, yeah, or both. Um, and so s- that is happening mm. with someone, and that is how this encounter uh, 
I mean, nine times out of ten, sexual encounter uh, occurs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very transient in nature, you know, just this clawing, this reaching for companionship. Absolutely. You know, there's one marriage and and but most of the relationships are 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 fleeting yeah you know um and and everyone seems to be on board with it being that way Mm -hmm. um and with that backdrop drop of this epidemic uh going on in the world i feel like that um gives it gives it a a little bit more i don't want to say validation or legitimacy but Mm -hmm. but right you'd, you'd have a very interesting not so much odd but maybe just just sort of transient or interesting life if this was mm-hmm. you know without that backdrop i think the backdrop gives it a little bit more uh purchase i'd agree yeah thank you all right that's our cast <laughs> for this week <laughs> well here's the thing though it reminded me while i'm reading it of just this brief thing and i i hope that it's in this uh book that i'm about to say which is just kids by patty smith it's her mm-hmm. memoir um and um she was, of course, you know, the girlfriend of uh, Robert Maplethorpe, um, who's the uh, gay photographer, and uh, he died of AIDS. And when he was getting very sick, I, I, I swear to God, I think it's from this. Um, there was this mention of how when he was getting very sick, he still went out and had these uh, sort of one night stand sexual encounters, even though he was HIV positive, mm-hmm. um, with other HIV positive gay men. Right. Uh, and and they they continue to have sex and and find this companionship in their like pretty much the worst of times, even at the end of the world. Like we still want each other. Exactly. You don't want to be alone. Yeah, and 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 that's I think we're interesting in the animal kingdom for that reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like a dog will go off on its own, right? Um, and I think that that that's a really interesting sort of innate human quality. And with this um, sort of listing of all these encounters, yeah. So the title's called inventory, so we can touch on that exactly and i i think um this is one of those things where it's a listing story as you said the 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 conceit is such that by the time you get to the end it's so satisfying mm-hmm. and it's just so well done and moves to this needful and want wanting end um that i i like i said i was really really blown away and i don't want to give anything away but i think some of these things are worth talking about because she touches on that really really big idea of that need for companionship even mm-hmm. in the worst of times and i remembered that sticking with me from patty smith's memoir um that he he continued to go out even his in his condition um and and to engage in 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 the sexual act to, mm-hmm. to be with someone and um i just found that so sort of moving you know yeah there's and this isn't giving anything away for the story because i think reading the story is uh, you know, the experience of reading the story is is just so um, beautiful and transcendent that uh, I, I think I could say what the story's about and you could still, like, you're going to enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. So, so Even if we said what the <clears throat> end was, I would still encourage people. Yeah. People would still get so much out of it by reading yeah. it. So, so uh, the character, the narrator, is each each mini-vignette is uh, a, a catalog of... of these relationships yeah. with people, you know, but we can say she's collecting, but that's not, that's probably not the good word to use. Um, and it's not I don't like, think she's collecting. Well, she's collecting the, the experience. She's right? recollecting the experiences. Yeah. I right. don't, I don't think that she set like, collecting implies that she set out before meeting these people to collect them or the experience. Right. But I think she's now recollecting them and, and inventorying them listing. Right. So an inventory is just a list. I, I guess 
my time in retail, I feel like when I was going to say when, when you take inventory, and teach you this. Well, no, inventory <laughs> is like what do you have on hand? What are the things that you yeah, have? Exactly. You yeah. know, um, and you have memories. Right. Okay. Huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the the narrator. Uh, we, we never learn her name, do we? I don't think we do. No, yeah. you're yeah. right. Um, she's in San Diego. San Francisco, California, somewhere. Yep, right. And continues to move. I think you're right the first time. Yeah, up across inland, and then all the way up, up, you know, uh, up, up to the northeast, I believe. Correct. Um, Ends in Maine. Yeah, and she's civil- been in Pennsylvania. She lists the different yeah. states she's mm-hmm. been in at one point. Yeah, civilization is just just crumbling under this. The virus is yeah. following her mm-hmm. and everyone else, and so yeah. that's why she's she's moving. She keeps on looking back to see where it is and, and different things like that. Did you find it significant that the way you could tell if someone was infected was the eyes? Mm-hmm. She's always looking at people's eyes. And, of course, the gateway to the soul. There's a lot of symbolism yeah. there. Making uh, people wait three days. Yeah. You know, that's a, yep. a, a reference to Fight Club. <laughs> See episode one. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'm sure that's not what it's a reference to. There's, but there's got to be I something. I you going to say the Bible, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that the Bible? Or you have to wait three days? Um, there's, I mean, there's, I mean there's, like. Jesus, you know, he was in the tomb for three days. Exactly, but. yeah, before the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Um, in any case, yeah, I, I think that um, that's going on, and and as we see, she's moving, she's having all these encounters with both men and women, right? So there's this sort of like universality there that's that's going on. Is there's there's no real, it's it's universal universal to the human experience, as mm-hmm. we're saying, right? That that we need relationships, and and the fact that this narrator is a, is a bisexual is is I think really just enhancing that mm-hmm. um, that that we take away. And this is another one, you know, as I said in previous guests, books like um, Qureshi's uh, the uh, Buddha of Suburbia and 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 um, uh, Less Than Zero and all that stuff. You don't see these narrators or characters that often, mm-hmm. and and for for me, you know, being that person who's had relationships with both genders, you know, and I I think it's um, so so comforting to see it. I, I I absolutely absolutely loved it. I think that was one of the reasons why I was so moved by it as well. Is you, you know, you get it just so plainly stated. Yeah, it's normal. There's right? yeah, there's no there's no hey. It's not you know, any politics uh-uh. or anything like that. It's it's plainly stated. This is life. Yeah, ex- absolutely. And this is the human experience. Yeah. And that's why I thought, wow, you know, they, there there was a touch of uh, Poe's The Mask of Red Death. Yeah. You know, of, of yeah. just following you. Yes. Through the rooms. And and there's the urgency. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. this is drawn out. It's not over the course of a oh. night, you know, like in the mask. Well, this is death, like but... thirty five hundred words speaking to last week's cast when we were talking uh, about the length, right? This is this is a longer story for me. I was like, Mr. DeFranco. I, I was like, man, could you have cut this down to a thousand? You know, <laughs> you couldn't, and she couldn't have. Absolutely not, because so, the vignettes are just like we said, a paragraph or two mm-hmm. of themselves, and they're they're distilled stories themselves. Distilled, uh, Josh Izzard. You know, That's I his, thought uh, that was a really good way of putting yeah, it. He did a good job on that. Yeah, he should he should teach a program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's gonna get that joke. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably not him because he's not listening. <laughs> Oh man, uh, he'll just send us a picture of him giving us the finger yeah. on uh, some social media. I hope so. But uh, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And it's it's interesting because there's that urgency because you're being followed mm-hmm. by something that's going to kill you, uh, this epidemic. Yet you're taking the time to have these moments with another person. So so I thought of something last week, and uh, I'm almost embarrassed to have my point of reference be 
a fake conversation that a screenwriter wrote in the John Keats movie, Bright Star. Oh, here we go. But, but I'm, bu- I'm buckling in. But you know what? Screenwriter's a writer. Absolutely. Right? So so that's fine, right? I bet every screenwriter has at least seven novels in their oh, desk. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in, and I, I think about this a lot when I'm, when I struggle with the length of a story. And, and sometimes I really do feel like, okay, you, you probably didn't need those extra 10 pages or, or so on and so forth. Sure. That's a legitimate, but, and that's true. Yeah. But I do, and, and I, I think a story like this, it makes me think of the quote from the movie where John Keats is talking to Fanny Braun about, you know, she's like, well, what is poetry? You know, what is, like, how do you, like, work it out? And, and Keats, uh, in, in the movie, said, you know, the point of poetry isn't to work it out. You know, that's not the job. Like, you're not supposed to just work it out. He says, when you jump into a lake, is it, is it to get to the other side or is it to enjoy being in, in the lake? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that completely, but it's well, that sentiment is why are you going into the water? Is it just so you can get to the side and get out real quick? Exactly. You know? Well, that's what I felt with last week's characters. They, they were missing the experience. They weren't living life at all. Those, mm-hmm. the, the rich, right? They were, they were just, um, they were finding a means to an end with everything. It reminds me of, and, and, and to go with that quote, uh, I believe it's Zora Neale Hurston has a quote. Um, you have years of questions and there are years of answers. Mm-hmm. And so you have, you know, this certain certain times where you actually are getting some sort of like consonants, and then there's other times which just questions, yeah. and it's all dissonance. Um, and I think here by the end, I, I felt wrapped up and not in a, a stupid Disney bow tie way. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like this is this is this is really good, and it actually made made me start thinking about like things like fucking Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> you know and 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 Bloom's taxon and things like this just that's my educator brain but like yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs I really was looking at wow like you know these are these are inherent to to all of of, of humankind I thought that that was fantastically done yeah she Carmen Maria Machado 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 yeah I don't yeah. want to pretend like I know yeah I I've never heard her name said. Yeah, got to do research. Well, you heard me say it wrong at least once because I've said both. You've ways. said it about three ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's a good story. Um, this is definitely one of them. Uh, and you know what? I conceit messing with form, messing with structure. She is one of those people who has mastered how to tell a story mm-hmm. and is able to now deconstruct and manipulate and fuck with the the, the format. And that's something that you would never recommend a green writer do, even yeah. though they all want to, because it's got to be new and it's got to be different mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I think this is a great example of, of that. Someone who really has mastered the craft and is able to, to mess with those things. Cause as you say, in a lesser writer's hands, it could have fallen apart real fast, real fast, especially with that many vignettes. Mm-hmm. I read this story faster than I read last week's story, which was, was half as long. long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the title inventory, if you've ever worked in retail, you know, inventory. Oh yeah. Does it like, that's not a thing that happens fast. That is the thing that everyone dreads. Mm-hmm. When you say inventory to someone that works in retail, they go, fuck you. Yeah. I don't want to think about that now. That's, uh-huh. They can give you the day. It's like a teacher yep. and a student knowing when uh, the last day of school is. Mm-hmm. If you say inventory to a manager, they'll go, dude, that's six months a week. Eight hours and twelve minutes from now. Why are you reminding me yeah. of this horrific time in my life that I have to repeat over and over again? <laughs> I know I have to put stickers on fucking everything. Yeah, right? God, it's 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 a bitch. But here, um, it carries a, a different a different meaning for sure. 
the, the story is told. It's almost as it's happening. Right. You know, that's true. You do feel maybe that's why it was quick to read because there's a movement there. Yeah. There's 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 a a um I don't want to say motion. There's a, a a rate of speed. Yeah, she's not at the end where she ends up saying, "I remember." Right. Like, these exactly. are all like you're you're with her yeah. on the journey. That's is, true. I didn't even think about yeah. that. That's how well done. You know. Yeah. I didn't take note. Yeah. Well, I'm very smart. You are. Um, <laughs> I'm a st- stable genius. <laughs> oh, nice. Good. <laughs> Good reference. That's I don't yeah, think that's was, ever going to go away. Uh, I, I I hope it does. Yeah, that's I mean, true. this is uh, you know that was two weeks ago, right? And I'm still talking. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. Still yeah, stable it, genius. It, it, it sticks around. Yeah. Um, again, I, I keep just blowing up the end, but it's 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 so good, and that's what I think really made me think of um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And for mm-hmm. anybody that's not familiar, it's just a pyramid. Uh, you know, it's something you get taught. In, in your education classes and uh, it's for students and what they need and, and at the bottom is the biggest and it's uh, physiological and then the next is safety then love and belonging then esteem and at the very top of the pyramid is self-actualization mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think that that was just following me through all of this because you're seeing that they're in the middle the narrator is in the middle yeah. pretty much for the, for the most part and then um, by the time we get to the end I think the reader is the one who gets some self-actualization Carmen, Maria, Mikado, her body and other parties is out from Grey Wolf. This is the second story in it. Uh, if you can, I immediately purchased it after yeah, reading you should, this It's story. a great book. <laughs> it's going to win awards, and that's that's great. Right, it brings yeah. eyes to Philadelphia. It brings eyes to uh, uh, marginalized writers. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is fucking brilliant. Absolutely. Um, uh, and you, if you want to just check a sampling of her stories out, it's she's on. Uh, it's on our website. Just Google Carmen Maria Mikado, and inventory. It's. Yep. Ready to read on Strange Horizons. That was the short story. <laughs> I gotta learn how to play spins. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to that episode. I am assuming the form of one Nicholas Gregorio. He grew a beard instantly, <laughs> and I've heartburn so bad. <laughs> Uh, remind you guys to check us out on Twitter at Book Record Beer, uh, Facebook, Book Record Beer. Please send us suggestions as well. Yeah. If you have anything that we want to read during these weeklies, this is this is the time. I would love to be made aware of new things. Yeah, we only know what we know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next week we are going to be moving uh, the mini cast into a new direction, uh, tackling a record and a beer. We will be revisiting 2017's release damn by kendrick lamar and we've got a brewery out of uh baltimore called raven beer oh yeah they all their all their beer is egg around po themed and uh yeah i can't wait yeah jump into that catch you next week